Hey everyone, it's Tony. And David. And we're Two, two Dudes, dudes Talking Disney. Disney. Today's topic, Walt Disney World Travel Tips. So, as many of you may know, David and I are travel planners with a little outfit called Pixie Vacations. We are male pixies. We, we are male pixies. We wear that badge with pride. And uh, we plan all sorts of Disney-related vacations and some Universal as well, but uh, mainly Disney. Uh, so, it encompasses uh, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and El Lani, which is uh, the vacation club out in Hawaii. Um, Adventures by Disney. Adventures by Disney as well, uh, which is guided tours, uh, international and national. Uh, but today we're going to focus on Walt Disney World. It's, uh, you know, we're just coming out of the winter doldrums. Uh, weather's starting to get nice. People are starting to think about travel. So, uh, you know, what do you need to do when you're starting to plan a Disney vacation? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, I think, you know, the, the big question is, when do you plan? Right. You know, and how, how soon do you get that vacation on the books? And I, I think, Tony, you know, we'll both agree that, you know, when it, when it comes now, nowadays, when it comes to planning a Walt Disney World vacation, you know, t- time is your enemy. Uh, you know, you, you need to book that trip out as, uh, as far as possible. Um, you know, and, and there are a few things I think that people need to consider uh, as far as when to go. You know, before, well, before you even get into when to go, yeah. um, how far before you want to go do you book your trip? You know, my, my general thought is uh, ideally about eight to six months before you want to arrive. Yes, easily. You know, uh, and, um, especially too with the, the dining window being so far out there, you know, that you know, you need 180 days right. uh, prior to making your dining reservations. And I mean that right there. You know, we we have a lot of people that call us up and want to book a trip in like three months, and you're like, uh, "Good luck getting dining," you know, which is great. Uh, you know, and there is availability, but it, it's gotten I'm, a lot better. They they you know uh, policy changes. They tighten the reins a little bit with that, but it, it you know prime dining. Right, and three three months before you run the risk of not being able to utilize discounts or promotional right. pricing. So uh, you know, my idea, my like I said, my feeling is is eight to six months prior to travel. Dave, I don't know what you I, are. I go with the eight-month window. I'm good I mean, with that. Really, it's as soon as you want to go. Right. Um, in June, it, they usually release the pricing for the next year. So if you're looking to travel in 2018, you have to wait until uh, mid mid to late June before you can do that because that pricing is not available. Right now, you can book throughout the end of the year. So I'm thinking even if you want to go around Christmas time, now is the ideal time, time to book. book. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but let's um, – you know, and with that tone, let's let's talk a little bit about like when to go. Sure. You know, and um, I actually I had a, a good friend of mine, Jessica. She called me today, uh, and and they were looking to go the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, she wanted a, a less crowded time of year and thought that the Thanksgiving holiday would be open. Wrong. And, and as we know, uh, the the worst times of year to go are are the major holidays. Uh, right. You know, Christmas and New Year. You know, you got to be. <laughs> I, suicidal to go between Christmas and New but Year. But if you've never been, you don't know. And, 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 right, and that's and, one of the benefits of using a travel correct. Partner. And you know, and I've had you know, we've both had clients that have called <clears> us over <throat> the years and said, "Oh, we want to go for Christmas," you know, and and we try to talk them out of it. I mean, uh, about Christmas, and the Fourth of go, July, go three weeks before Christmas, correct. the decorations are up; it's still celebrated. Um, Agreed, a hundred percent. There, but you know the the. The Christmas window, the Thanksgiving window, the Fourth of July window, the and Easter, Easter Easter week, week which are, will be there next week. Yep, are are the worst times to go as far as crowd. And, and now with the run Disney events uh, at what one a quarter, so yes. you've got oh, yeah. one, one every three months yep. at least. 
those are very busy weekends because you've got 70,000 people coming in the run, uh, coming in to the, you know, not only runners, but their families and, and friends that are traveling with them. So, uh, you know, there, there are still light times to travel. Um, if you do uh, contact Pixie Vacations, one of the things Pixie Vacations recently put out is a uh, crowd meter, crowd guide, uh, working with touringplans.com. Uh, so it's kind of a, a crowd indicator of, of you know, heavy uh, visitation period, light visitation period. Um, and like I said, you know, one of the benefits of working with a travel planner is they know the times to go. Yes. Um, and it, it's amazing, too, how they shift. You know, when we were younger, we went every year for Halloween. Uh, there was no one there. It was it was for, no pun intended, it was a ghost town right. on Halloween. Now Halloween is one of the busier times to go. Even when my girls were little. You know, Isabel's uh, 15, well, almost 15. Uh, when she was two and three years old, four years old, we would go in October and it was, it was literally dead. And that's right. part of the reason why, you know, that led to the um, fall dining promotion, the free dining promotion coming out, which now a lot of people go in the fall because they expect that promotion to come out. Uh, granted, it's changed and matured over the years, but now that draws a lot of people in what used to be a low time. So right. Disney's marketing will take the crowds into effect and release promotions based on historical attendance. Correct. Figures. And and also another thing, too, to con- consider when to go is special events for the time of year. Uh, as Tony mentioned earlier, you know, four times a year you have the Run Disney events in Disney World. In January you have the marathon. February you have the Princess Half Marathon. Now in the uh, April time frame, you have the Star Wars half marathon. And then in the November time frame, you have the, the wine and dine. Uh, with that, you have the festivals throughout the right, year at Epcot. Right, right. Uh, January is now the new International Arts Festival. Arts Festival. Now uh, you're in... Um, right now in the spring, we have the Flower and Garden Festival. And then in the fall, you hit food yeah, and wine. Food and wine. Uh, that's also, too, not accounting you know, at the Magic Kingdom when you have Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. You know, like we said, if you're into the, if you want to do Disney for Christmas, go before Christmas. Go a couple of weeks before. I think that you'll probably, any person with any knowledge of Disney knows that trick, if you will. Right. Even the week after Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, although now yep. that's kind of the time frame that they film the Christmas parade stuff. So even that can be a little busier than uh, it has been historically. Yes. Um, the, the next selection, I think you have to say, once you, uh, you've decided when to go, is where to stay. And, uh, you know, as you know, there's, as we talk about in our previous episodes, there's three levels of the Disney hotels. There's the, you know, deluxe, moderate, and the value resorts. Um, you know, and, and it's research. It's, it's, it's you know, it's budget and it's, it's research. Where do you want to stay? How much do you want to spend? Um, and let's get one thing clear. A, a Disney value resort is not a Motel 6. Um, you know, you're not going to pay Motel, motel 6 prices. Uh, you're going to get value for what you pay for. You're going to get the Disney brand across all three levels of resort. Uh, but what you're really looking at are a difference in amenities. Correct. Uh, Value Resort is a great place to, to put your head down for the night. Um, the rooms are generally a good size. Uh, the downside is that they're all twin beds. Um, all resorts are going to have a pool. All resorts will have a quick service food area. They'll all have the all-important pool bar. Um, and that's you know pretty much what you get. You get a gift shop. Uh, and you'll get a bus stop. Correct. Uh, then you move up to the moderate level, and uh, you know, like the value resorts, you're looking at a at a motel style exterior corridor entrance. Um, you have uh, the addition, you have everything you had at the value level with the addition of a sit down restaurant mm-hmm. and a water slide uh, for the kids at the pool, um, and. Uh, 
some of the moderates will have boat rentals. I know Coronado has the the, the dock. Um, yeah, each each of the moderates too. They have a little niche, you know. Like you said, the Coronado's got that. Uh, Port Orleans has the the location next to Disney Springs now, where you have the shuttle over. Right. I don't. I've only stayed at the Caribbean a couple of nights in my life. I don't know what much about the Caribbean. Um, it's a nice resort. We stayed there last year. Yeah. So, but each of the the moderates have that. And then you move on to the deluxe. You know the uh, they're the higher tier. They're you know. They incorporate a lot of different types of rooms, especially when you get into the villa side of things. And, uh, and then you have deluxe amenities. And, and the biggest amenity when it comes to the deluxe resorts is usually location. Uh, your, your walk, monorail, boat, you know, away from a park. You know? And I would so, say even within the deluxe level, there's a, a, a gradient. Um, you've got some of your what I would consider lower tier deluxes, correct. like uh, your Wilderness Lodge, yep. Animal Kingdom Lodge. They're a little further away from things. Uh, then you get into your uh, Boardwalk, Yacht Club, and Beach Club. They're on the backside of Epcot and a short walk over from Hollywood Studios. Uh, then you get into the uh, super deluxe resorts. Uh, once again, location is everything, and you're paying for the convenience uh, of the monorail resorts. Correct. Uh, and that would be the Grand Floridian, the Poly, and uh, the Contemporary Resort. Which I, I, to this day, never understood the Wilderness Lodge. You know, like when they had the map out and they were like, where should we put it? You know, put it 15 feet too far away from the monorail. Right. You know, great plan. You know, <laughs> so. But, uh, you know, when we look at the deluxe uh, deluxe level resorts, uh, we are looking at interior corridors, so more of a hotel-style uh, accommodations, um, queen-size beds, uh, which you also get in the moderate level. Uh, and some king size available as well. Uh, usually two sit-down restaurants in each uh, resort. You'll have a quick service location and more amenities. You'll have a beach volleyball, um, bike rentals, boat rentals, uh, sometimes uh, you know direct transportation, you know friendship boats from all of the monorail resorts uh, over to the Magic Kingdom. Um, so, uh, and, and you know one thing I have to say, all resorts have, and I think it's a great. Uh, you know, for for those traveling with little ones, or even you know, for the adults, I, I, th- a lot of activities in the resorts. Uh, one of my favorite things is the nightly movie. Right. You know, at, at every resort, someplace they throw an inflatable screen up. It's usually like near a pool or a central part, and they'll show one of the Disney movies every night. You can get the schedule from the front desk when you check in, uh, and it's a it's a good way to kind of like you know unwind for a little bit, like sit down in the grass area, watch a little bit of you know, and, and like we said, you know, they're showing the classic Disney movies, right. Star Wars, and usually any with of those some, some type of s'mores fixes. Yeah, yep, some type of so that and and that's you know that's free to the guests stay in there, so that's a a little perk that I like. Um, but that you know that's it. Like I said, we, and I think two tone a lot of that is budget driven. You know, not not everybody has the, the resources. To, to stay at a deluxe resort. And, right. and we know deluxe resorts can get a little bit pricey too. They can be. Some so. people suffer from sticker shock when, yes. uh, when yeah. you send them a quote. <laughs> you have to make sure they're sitting down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Disney, I think, does very well with having an array of options for different budgets. Yes. Uh, knowing that not every family has the same means. And, uh, you know, they will cater to those who, who are a little more affluent uh, with some additional services, but they also, you know, at the value level, um, and that's where my family has stayed probably, you know, 80% of the times we've gone, we've been at the value level and it's still a, a quality resort. Uh, the theming is usually fun. The kids still have a good time. Uh, you know, you're, you're on property, you know, you're not at some, uh, you know, offsite 
resort sure. having to take a 25 minute shuttle ride that stops at the you know magic kingdom twice a day right so there there are some perks to to being on property and there's nothing better than being on property you know yeah. once you cross that threshold you know you go under the under the sign or over you know right you get that little smile you're like oh, we're here right so uh, on the other hand, as you know, being a DVC member, my uh, resorts are, I'm usually in the, the deluxe resorts, the deluxe villa. And for those of you who don't know, uh, DVC is the Disney Vacation Sorry. Club. I, I know it's it's yes. Disney's best kept secret. Yes, it is. It's, yeah, <laughs> the signs everywhere for it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hang with the mere peasants at the other resorts. Um, so, but, uh, but you know, I, like you said, though, you know, growing up, we, we, a lot of trips at the moderate resorts, the value resorts, uh, you know, and you're you're still getting that quality Disney brand. You are. Definitely. So, uh, all right, Tone, let's look at our checklist here. We've got time of year, where to stay. Uh, I have next on my list passes. Oh, see, I have tickets. Oh, well, yeah, same thing, right? I mean, tickets, passes, tickets. tickets you know. Do you remember? Do you remember the Park Hopper guy that used to be on the television channel? They don't. You don't remember that? No. No. All right, different. We uh, we derailed. Sorry, back on track. Um. So, you know, another another decision you have to make is what kind of passes do you want? And uh, b- basically, you're looking at the standard one park, one day ticket versus the park hopper. That's usually the argument. Correct, Tone? Would you Correct. Agree? And it's it's a monetary thing. Uh, adding the park hopper to your ticket is going to increase, obviously, the cost. But it's a planning thing too, you know. Are are you traveling with little ones? Do you think that you will park hop? You know, for me, I, I can go to three parks a day and not bat an eye, right? Uh, because you know I can't sit still for fifteen minutes. Right. But there are some families that like to come down and they go to the Magic Kingdom on this day. They go to Epcot and, on and this I day. I think it depends on your family. If, yes. If you're yeah. a, a first time family who's never been to the Magic Kingdom, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Walt Disney World Resort before, and any of their four theme parks, you know, my recommendation is always to go with the single park. Uh, per day ticket uh, you haven't been there enough you know experience the magic kingdom magic kingdom i say is usually a two day you know two days of your trip um you have no need to park hop if you've never been to walt disney world before if you go like david uh does you know and you've you've been in animal kingdom and you know that they haven't added anything new uh, you know prior to may asterisk asterisk <laughs> uh before <laughs> pandora opens um, you know, maybe you want to go in and see, uh, uh, you know, the Festival of the Lion King show, ride Dinosaur, and get out of there. Maybe that's all you want to do. Um, so in in that case, the Park Hopper makes sense. Um, but if you've never been before, you know, I, I usually recommend against it. Yeah, and see, I, I recommend it. I, I, I like the Park Hopper, and I tell people it gives you the option. It does. It does. You know, if, if you've but done the saying- Magic Kingdom and... Halfway through the day, you want to see a stormtrooper. Once or again, you wanna... it, it all rolls down, you know, to bu- to budget. Right. Um, I have a friend going uh, next week. My friend Will, and he purchased hoppers specifically because the, the nights he's there, the Magic Kingdom is open every night until midnight, while the other parks close at nine o'clock. So he knows that every night when they get out of their park, they're going to go to the Magic Kingdom to get an extra three hours worth of rides. For him and his decision was that it was worth it to him. Right. So, you know, it really does vary by family. And, and then, there's, there's no right or wrong. No, no, it's just, and it's a, it's a personal choice. It's a preference of how you want a vacation. Because there are some families that just want to do the one park one day 
And that's it. And they're happy with it. And, yeah. um, and and the other thing that you need to think of when you're thinking about tickets is how long are you going to stay? Correct. Obviously, the more nights you stay, the more nights you're in a hotel, the more food you're buying. So that cost increases. But the longer you stay, the cheaper per day right. that's the cost how they, of your tickets are. It's it's one of the marketing geniuses of Disney. You know, the difference between a, about a six and seven day park hopper is. Well, I can, I can tell you that for two people, because yep. I, I just modified a reservation tonight, Okay, for two people, the difference between a seven-day hopper and an eight-day hopper is uh, just over $22. Right. And that's how they get you. You know, like they you you see that and you say, well, you know, if we stay extra one $22. extra day, we could, you know, for only $22, we could stay. No, they don't tell you about the additional $220 Correct. <laughs> for the room and, and the $120 <laughs> that your dining plan is going to cost. Correct. But, but, you know, but you're like, eh, you know. It's only $22. It's, it's only $22. But the difference um, between a one-day ticket and a two-day ticket, correct, is you know one hundred and ten dollars. Right, you know? right. So it's it's a it's and relevant. it's even it's a recommendation I make a lot of times to clients is to when you get into those distances and a lot of people are like, well, I don't need a ticket for the last day because our flight leaves at you know that we're coming home that night, so we're not going to go into a park in the day. And that's when I usually throw out there, you know, it is only twenty, you know, eleven dollars a day per person, but it gives you that option. You know, maybe you decide, you know what. The kids had a great time. We want to ride Pirates of the Caribbean one more time before we go. So we're going to wake up in the morning, pack, put our stuff on Magical Express, check in on the airline, and head to the park. So uh, it, it is. It's a high vacation. Uh, the other tier of passes that we haven't talked about is the annual pass. Uh, obviously more pricey, but they recently, about a year ago, they started tiering those where they included blackout dates. Previously, it was just you paid one rate. And you had your uh, your option of getting into any of the theme parks. Now they have a, a tiered system where there's some blackout dates. Uh, Easter, uh, Easter, Christmas, New Year's time frame are blacked out. Uh, you know, that's another thing. But that gives you full park hopping access to all four theme parks. You know, I think it's like 340 days of the year now. So that's another option. Uh, the, the, and the an, advantage, annual, an annual pass really makes sense if you're going to go more than once. In correct. A, I'd say calendar year, but now that they're doing 13 months, months, it's a little more than a calendar year. And the other advantage of being an annual pass holder is you get discounts on rooms, on, on vacation packages. So, you know, if, if you do go enough, uh, it's it's not a bad idea, even if one member of the family buys the annual pass, because that will still give you the discounted room rates, and you can purchase everybody Provided else. That yes. the owner of that pass Correct. is the league, is the league guest. Yep. So, you know, that's something to think about. Uh, what do you have next, Tone, on your list? What do I, have next? I, I just took my glasses off. Uh, my next topic is dining. That's where I'm at, dining. So uh, dining, the, as Dave mentioned when, when we uh, the, Oh, the struggle. The intro, uh, dining window opens up 180 days prior to your arrival date. So uh, that's why a lot of the reasons uh, that I like to say eight to six months is ideal because you, you book eight months out. That gives you a little bit of time to prepare your dining Correct. plan, uh, work on your dining itinerary. Hopefully the park itinerary is out that far in advance so you can kind of get a, a skeleton uh, plan as to what you're going to do each day. And then and, at 180 days, you start making your dining reservations. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk in a minute about uh, – I have I have fast pass on mine. Did you have that on your list at some point? Uh, but uh, Wait towards the end. Yeah, you know, the, the one of – if you depending on, on what side of the coin you're on, a lot of people feel one of the problems now with a Disney vacation is the overemphasis of planning. And, you know, when we were younger – and it was a free for all. You got there and you went into whatever park you went it was to. A two hour wait for Peter Pan, and, and, and you, right, you, got and you, in line. You, you sucked it up. And even dining, you know, you'd walk up to a restaurant. How long's the wait? Okay, forty five minutes. We'll be right over here. 
You know, well, when, here, you know, we'll, we'll get the fast pass in, in a you, second, but let's, you know, we I'm, I'm, going, I'm going, I'm going back to it. Though. Okay, I'm circling around. Okay, you know, but but um, you know, the the 180 days dining is clutch. Uh, you know, up until recently, there was some issues with the dining. You know, there was actually some third party vendors that were booking up dining and then basically selling off the reservations that they uh, they kind of clamped down on that. The other problem they had was at one time too, there was no penalty for uh, making a dining reservation and failing to show. Now they charge that ten dollar per head fee if you, if you skip, if a, if reservation, skip a reservation. And, and I, I, since they've made those changes, the uh, the dining hasn't been as cutthroat as it was. Uh, also, they've opened up a lot of new options to some new restaurants. And and my wife and I, you know, we we are Disney people that travel sometimes on a whim. You know, we'll make a reservation for next month. And a lot of people are like, oh, you don't get dining. But now with the new twenty four hour rules, before we're getting charged. We've had pretty good success going down with no dining reservations and just booking for the next day, booking for the next day. And we've been able to land, you know, some Ohana's, some uh, Les Salars, you know, some uh, some of the bigger restaurants the day before because you're getting the people who are canceling them too. Right. And, you know, I still see people who are booking out, uh, you know, six months in advance and you, you tell them, you know, we need to start talking dining and well, we don't know. We don't really want to make reservations. We don't like to be set into uh, into a schedule, um, which is fine. But then you need to understand that when you walk up to uh, Crystal Palace at 5.30 p.m., when that's like prime dinner hour and you want to get a table, chances are you're probably not going to get a table right away. They might fit you in at 6.15 or Probably going to turn you away. Most likely they're going to turn you away. But, uh, you know, dining reservations are available. I I think if you can make them, you know, there are certain restaurants that you do need them for. You know, still be our guest. Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, There's one more that I was... Ohana is very busy. Les Uh, Les Celliers is... uh, I haven't eaten there in a while, but... um, Restaurant Marrakech. You can never get a reservation at Restaurant Marrakech. One other one I was thinking of. And it's it's, it's called Chef Mickey's. Yeah, I'm close to fifty. Chef Mickey's. Chef Mickey's. I'm there for you, pal. Chef Mickey's. Thank yeah. you. Picking up the picking up the slack. So uh, you know, Dave mentioned uh, fast passes, and that's the the next component of planning the a next, trip. The next generation. Um, fast pass was a was a great system, the old paper system that came out, and and now that they've moved to a, an electronic version with the My Disney Experience and the, the Disney Parks app, um, you have the ability to pick three rides per day. Uh, 60 days prior to your arrival at the park, um, and you can do that for length of stay. So at that 60-day mark, you're actually making reservations 61, 62, 63 days out. Um, and it, you know, I was I was hesitant when it first came out, didn't like it, uh, but it it really has helped to shape my day now. Um, I, I I agree. You know, for you know the diehard Disney fans at first, you know the the this is a change. We don't like it. Uh, it makes sense now. It's nice. You can plan everything. There's still that panic and terror. You have to wake up at seven o'clock in that morning if you want to get the good times for the mine train. Or but for... once again, you know that's the benefit of using a a travel planner. Correct. Your travel planner, you know, has the ability to 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 wake up at seven a.m. for you, you. <laughs> and and do your reservations for you. Uh, so that's just another shameless plug for Tony at PixieVacations.com and David or David <laughs> David L at PixieVacations.com. Uh yeah, and it is. Uh, it's a lot of people say that one of the things that Disney has lost is the fact that you have to plan it. 
and that you know people go away they want that leisure they want that time where you can you know do what you want but Disney has never been a leisurely correct vacation. I tell people all the time if you want a leisurely vacation go to a beach this is Disney World you right. will be up in the morning you will be there when the rope drops and you will watch the fireworks and see the flag come down and you will go home tired, kicking and screaming, but you will have a good time. I mean, if, if you don't need a couple of days from to recover after you get back from a Disney vacation, you've done something wrong. Exactly. This is Disney, folks. It's pretty much war. It's combat. Okay? It's combat on a tourist level. <laughs> You're insane. I try, Tone. I try. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I mean, as everyone knows, you can tell by listening to me, I am of the hyper variety. And I am go, 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 especially in Disney World. You know, I, I, you know, people say to me all the time that they're spending a lot of money. Well, time is money, and you're wasting your money when you're sitting around doing nothing in Disney World. And Dave, Dave is like the reason we can never record because he's got like six jobs. That's he, it. He's, he's on the go at Disney. He's on the go at home. I mean, we did just get back for our April Fools. Uh, from our April Fools. Our trip. April we Fools. Had some churros. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you know, the the big thing to talk about um, is discounts. Yes, and that's and, and that's. You know, one of the things that people think that we as vacation planners, uh, like we have like this magic ability of, of saving people money. And uh, it, it's not so much on our end. It's just work. It's not magic. It's nothing. You know, Disney is most of the time they're putting a special out. Would you? They are. Yeah. You know, every every season, I would say Disney runs at least at least three specials. Sometimes, you know, usually at least one room only reservation, uh, and then reservations related to packages. Uh, and a package is any reservation that includes tickets and uh, lodging. Um, and then the dining plan is always a, a, a separate option. Um, but uh, you know, you will see multiple plans, uh, discounts, and promotions released every quarter. Uh, generally, six to three months prior to travel. So. Uh, just recently, Disney released their latest block of promotions, which covers uh, June, July, May, June, July. Um, so, you know, I, I had a guy contact me like April, I'm sorry, March 1st. He wanted to travel March 13th. You know, the, the, the booking window for the discounts had already closed. So he's paying standard rack rate, which I hate to do. Um, you know, one of the things that David uh, and I do as, as travel planners is... We try to find you ways to save money, um, and a lot of that is by applying discounts and promotions as they come out. So, uh, you know, we're handcuffed by booking window dates. Uh, so once a promotion ends, we don't have the ability to go back and retroactively apply it. So the longer, the earlier you can book your uh, trip, the more of an opportunity you have to meet uh, the qualifications for a discount that will usually come out in the future. And reservations can always be modified to include these discounts um, after the fact. So you are never locked into uh, pricing. Uh, you know, some people are like, well, I don't want to book that far out because I'm afraid that, um, uh, that you know, I, I don't want to pay $3,000. Well, you know, you have to tell them that, yes, the trip is $3,000 now, but in, f you know, four months, we expect there to be some discounts released and, you know, we can apply that to your trip moving forward. Um and David's been texting somebody while while I'm rattling on here. <laughs> no, I was checking an email, but uh, in rela in relation to a trip, actually. Though. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like we said, it, it is it is planning. It is it is not your normal relaxing vacation. 
Oh, wait, wait. That was about five minutes ago. Is that where we are? We, we were where are we now? We're talking discounts. Discounts, discounts. Ding, 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 ding. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, a, a lot of times that's the, you know, that is probably the first question we get is, you know, how much is going to cost and what can you do to save money? And, and you know, we, we do what we can, but obviously, like Tony said, we're handcuffed and, and to the, the specials that Disney puts out there. You know, the, the free dining's been big uh, for the past... Uh, it's, it's been eight or nine, nine years, years, but you know, at some point, I think they're gonna, you know, oh, they'll mod- you know, and they've been at some point they'll pull the plate day. out from under you, right. you know, pardon the pun, but uh, that's two puns this episode. I'm keeping, I'm keeping what track. What was the first one? Um, a ghost town. Yes, it's a ghost town. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, um, discounts are almost always available. Um, you just need to, to book far enough in advance to take advantage of them. Um, a lot of people don't know when they book a trip. Uh, the financials around your package. Uh, if you have a package, uh, $200 deposit, uh, balance due in full 30 days prior to travel. Uh, and like I said, at any point after you've got that deposit down, your vacation package can be modified. You can add to it. You can take away from it. There's no penalty to change uh, the components of your trip. If you want to add a dining plan, you add it. Your cost is going to go up. You want to take off two days worth of tickets, you take that off. You want to go to the water park. Now, once you pass that 30-day mark, you know there are some penalties and restrictions on decreasing the value of your of your trip. Disney will never penalize you for increasing, uh, for increasing yeah, the no, value nope. of your trip. If you're bringing more money to the mouse, they're they're more than happy to to accommodate you. Um, so uh, that that should cover discounts and financials. And uh, do you have anything left there? Let's see. You have Fast Pass Plus. No. We're at 28 minutes. This is a this is a good time. This is a good time. Yeah. We're, so uh, we're doing a half hour. Yeah. Um, what do you have going on, Dave? Anything? Any big news from the parks? We got Pandora. Pandora. We have, our, and, uh, and you know, we're we're going down for Mother's Day, and we're going to be lucky enough to be part of the people who are previewing Pandora. So you could expect a live two dudes. Uh, it'll be one dude. It'll be one dude. It'll I'm be dude be broadcasting from Disney. Uh, you know, in uh, in early May. So Good. and, and we're, you're we're there on Thursday. That's it. You're out of here. Yeah. Today's Tuesday, April fourth. Uh, we'll arrive there April sixth. We'll get a little bit of the Easter crowd that we talked about avoiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're only doing one day in the park, so that uh, kind of makes sense that we're we're not really going to hit the crowds. We'll be poolside, um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so until next time, and we don't know when that'll be. We've seen ourselves. <laughs> we're not really good at keeping a schedule. Not at we, all. We appreciate you guys who are listening, our loyal fans. And uh, until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David, and we're, we're two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney. I just want to say, Tony, at the end here, I think we should end each of our episodes now with May the 4th. What did he say? Darn it, I blew it. May the force of others be with you.